0: All right. The basic thing is this. When I was out there seemingly doing drugs and then not doing drugs and going to spirituality, there was always an urge to have freedom, yes. But the dilemma was I was trying to be free as what I was not. That was the main that's the thing. That's the undercurrent or for me it's the uh the initial dilemma is we're usually receiving life and living from uh, living life from a false reference, yeah. Like a great master, Ramana Maharshi puts it very succinctly, and a term I use, which is selfing. Really, this is the essence of it, which is there's a presupposing, yeah, a presupposing. So a supposing is like an assuming, yeah. Like a simple example, I had to do some. I had a, I had some talks to do in Toronto and then back east. Yeah. So the Toronto people sent me or no, no, North Carolina people sent me the information. I sort of saw it, but then a day or two later I assumed that it was a different date I was supposed to be in North Carolina. Yeah. Now I didn't look back on the the emails they sent me. I was so sure that I was supposed to be there October eighth and 9th, I planned the whole rest of the trip based on that assumption. Then about a week before, after I bought all the tickets, non-refundable and everything, I, I saw, I went back and looked at those emails, and they, they hadn't changed, they were exactly what they said at the first place, which was, uh, you're supposed to be there October 1st the 2nd, I just assumed it was the 8th and 9th, yeah. so my life sort of was based on that, and I didn't want to, I thought I'd go to Canada and then come back for two weeks, which would be pretty nice and rest, and go back. But now, I only had four days, <laughs> so I was going to go to Canada, come back, and then go back east again. And I had—I was totally sure, if you were to ask me, what dates you had to go to North Carolina, I, I would have swore it's the 8th and the ninth. So I was totally, totally, just assumed it, everything was based on it, but it was incorrect. And the information was there, I just didn't read it. Yeah? I had read it, but I assumed that it was some other day. So this presupposing is sort of like that. Yeah. There's an assumption that the mental state produces that takes the place of what we are, seemingly. Like it only can only appear to be too, true to what it what is, yeah. But if you believe it, it's going to seem to be so. Just like it seemed to be so that I was supposed to be in North Carolina the eighth and ninth when I had to be there the first and second. The whole time before I went there, I was. It seemed to be true that I had to be there a, a week later. <laughs> Yeah? It didn't change anything, but it sure did in a sense. So, this presupposing of a non existent thing, wanting to get salvation for the non existent thing, that's the rub. Yeah? So, let's say you hear the message that you're not a body. How are you going to hear that message is as a body. Yeah? Just like. The clone takes itself to be a human being, it has this whole history, it's, it's seemingly living under, because they found, the corporation found that they work better if they have some kind of significance to their life, So They make up a wife and a kid, and oh, they're a Boston Red Sox fan, and all these things. Oh, I was at the World Series 1993, and they have pictures, and they supply a lot of data, but really they're a clone, yeah? So what happens is the clone is confronted with indisputable evidence that it's a clone. Now that would be pretty good in a way. A clone realizes it's a clone. You know, it's probably actually pretty clear Then it would be a clone and that would be it. Yeah. But how it hears the message it's a clone is from the human programming. The human programming is the first myth that goes up. So when it hears the message you're a clone, boom! The human program hears it now. The human program is going to have a different reaction than the clone would to the idea that it's a clone. The human, the human programming may not be happy that it's a clone. Yeah. The human programming going, holy fuck! <laughs> you know, what about my wife? What about my house? All like this. Yeah. It could be devastating, not to the clone, but to the human programming, which in this case is seemingly taken to be the clone. Yeah. So this is the whole point you practice anything, that practicing is going to imply the practitioner. You read the course, you're going to be the reader of the course. You do the course, you're going to be the doer of the course. The mental state is going to take advantage of whatever it comes in contact with, and it's going to use that to imply there's a you. Yeah. So the simple old one we used to use, the first video we ever did years and years ago, was the sheep and the lion. It's an old, old story from Hinduism, but I like it. So... There's a, there's a lion, and uh, she has a cub, and they're hanging around the savannah and stuff, and then she dies. She gets killed. So now the cub is on its own. It's roaming around. It doesn't know who it is, what's going on, and it sees a herd of sheep. So it runs towards the herd of sheep. Now, the sheep recognize it as a lion, so they start running away, and they're getting a little, hey, hey. But then they realize the lion doesn't even know it's a lion. It's just walking around, you know, it wants to ingratiate itself to the herd, so... Reluctantly the sheep let it in and now it starts living like a sheep. Yeah, so now they curl its hair and it's barring and it's like grazing and it's not that happy, it's not that satisfied, but hey, it doesn't know any better. Hey, I'm a sheep, I'm gonna make the best I'm gonna make the best out of it. So he (laughs) so it gets it does really well as a sheep and it gets appointed the mayor of the sheep herd and it marries and has sort of weird sheep kids, let's say. And then one day, it's just hanging around with the herd, or the flock, whatever they call them, and a big lion comes in the savannah and starts chasing the sheep. So it's running after the sheep, and it sees this lion running, and it thinks, oh, a lion's joining me on the hunt, but it realizes the lion's running with the sheep. So it it takes a detour, goes, grabs the lion, the lion rolls over, the young lion goes, Please, please, Mr. Lion, because it's heard about lions. Please, please, Mr. Lion, don't eat me. I'm just a humble sheep. Now, the big lion doesn't say anything. It just grabs it, drags it to this water hole, and sticks both their heads over. The young lion sees the reflections. Bammo. Yes? thing. It didn't take any time for it to realize it was a lion, because it never had been a sheep. Yes? Yeah. There was nothing that needed to be undone because it had actually never been completed. It never became a sheep. It just assumed it was a sheep. It lived as if it was a sheep. Yeah. It, it called its thoughts sheep thoughts. Its actions sheep actions. Yeah. It, it, uh, it ingratiated itself into the whole place because it didn't know any better. And as soon as it saw its reflection and matched it with the big lion, it got it. Then the big lion goes roar and it roars right away. It doesn't have to take three month classes of roaring classes. It doesn't have to practice to become a lion. That whole, that whole path is now dismissed completely by instant, instant recognition. Didn't take any time. As soon as you saw the reflection, bam, it was a lion. And then immediately, it had never roared in its freaking life. It was... All roaring had been stifled by trying to bar all day. So it a sort of roars, yeah? This is what it's like. And why isn't it available, seemingly available? Because we're still looking for it to be available to us. And the us that we're taking ourselves is not us. Yeah? And the mental state, I'm telling you, like there was an old... you ever hear of Trungpa Rinpoche? He was an old Tibetan dude. Alcoholic, actually, too. So... Uh, he, he had a famous book called Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism. The first page says, the first sentence really basically says, listen, the first thing you need to know is that the ego, and I don't like the term ego, let's call it selfie. but that the selfie will take, it of, take advantage of everything it comes in contact with. So the mental state, whatever is arising that it becomes conscious of, or sentient about, it's going to claim that which is arising and use it to point to the one it's arising to or arising from. This is the bondage of self. This is what Ravana Maharshi would say, some of his disciples would say, is the problem. The problem is this presupposing of a non-existent thing. That, 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 this, yes? and then wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing. Now, in hindsight, I saw in my life all the freedom that I was trying to attain, I was trying to attain as that idea of being a self. I was trying to get the freedom through that, for that, as that, and by that. The real freedom is from it. So if you see what you're not... It's sort of like when the lion, not knowing what it is, sees that it's not a sheep, the failback mechanism is it's a lion. (laughs) Yeah? I mean, all it has to see is what it's not, and then there's a recognition, not as something other than yourself, but as what you are, an intimation that you are the seeing of what you're not. And then, really, that's that. Yeah. Then what happens is the mind... In te- constantly being put into this slavery of entertaining everything that's always about you, usually in the fields of yesterday and tomorrow, gets relieved of that fucking preoccupation. Yeah? And now your interested attention, which can produce anxiety, enslave you in yesterday and tomorrow, right at this very moment, will enrich this moment. Because you'll finally be in the moment. Yeah? And the beautiful thing is, it wasn't through any effort or chore because you have a realization it's impossible for you to be out of a moment. Yeah. So you get out of what you thought you were in, not by escaping, but realizing the impossibility of being in it. That's how it works. Yeah. If you think you get out of something, out of a place, if there's an in that you want to get out of, and if you get out of it, that's actually a bigger form of the in that you seem to have got out of. Because you're going to get back in it again, and then you'll want even more to get out of it, and on and on and on and on and on. But what would happen if you realized that which you've been trying to escape from was an imaginary place? What would be called upon you to do? And how long would it take? Exactly. That's it. Then these cryptic statements of like, you are what you're looking for, start making sense. I mean real sense, yeah? Or the seeker is the sort, or the warnings that whatever can be perceived, cannot be perceiving. That just clears out a lot, a lot of pieces off the game board, yeah? So whatever can be perceived, cannot be perceiving. So you are not seeing. And in the Course they said, seeing is like a sense. That's what it is. An intimation, a sense. That's what seeing is. Not eye, uh, not vision, seeing, awareness. Yeah? So the point is if the mental state takes maybe 500 of a second to arise in time, so when something, it's like they say in these, all this new, new uh, neuroscience stuff, they said whatever is observed is distorted by the observation of it. Yeah? So that's the role we play. We play both seeming roles. Sometimes we're the observed, like the thoughts all day. Sometimes we're the observation. But whatever the hell's going on, there's a large distortion happening. As soon as we turn and look at something, that something we looked at has been neutered or changed. Yeah? So how are you going to get out of that without, by not realizing you're not in it? It's the only way. You can't, if you attempt to use that which you think you're in to get out, that's being in it. Yeah? It's sort of like you take a two-year course how to get over the obsession with self. That could be construed as obsession with self. So you get every door seems to be locked, which is great because it also it says in the course once, what can a... I'm paraphrasing a little bit. (laughs) What can a failed system show you? What can it show you? That it's a failed system. That's exactly its value. Yeah. So if you've been looking a certain way, called self centeredly, which means everything seems to be everything is seen as how it pertains to you, as what you're not, yeah? If that's if that looking is what is being used to look for what's seeing, you're going to be blind to it. Because that which is looking at every at that very moment, which is the seeing, is what you're looking for, like St. Francis said. What's looking is what you're looking for. He didn't say who's looking, he said what's looking. What's looking is the seeing. There's no the seeing, it's seeing. Yeah? It's aware, whatever you want to call it. So, that, that, what we're looking for here is what's looking. And if we are that, how can we be taking so much fucking time to find it? If we're looking for what's looking, and we are what's looking, something's off. It's like when I was a kid and when we went to Catholic school and they told us those three things about God, pounding it in every Sunday, every confirmation class, whatever. It's omnipotent, all right? It's all-powerful. omniscient, all-knowing, omnipresent, all, everywhere. Then how the hell aren't you running into it? How are you avoiding it? With such incredible dexterity for all these freaking years to the point where it becomes a topic you want to try get or know and basically if you go the route of knowing God, all you're going to end up is being a knower of God it's still an emphasis on the on the selfing like ramana says to know God is to be God yeah what and if you are that how long would it take no time and if it's if something is imaginary, you don't go back. Have to go back and see if it's come, if it's alive again. It's it's imaginary. Yeah, the, you got out of something that you were never in. That's why it doesn't take any time. And the whole idea of the moment, getting into the moment, is totally based on the presupp- This insane idea you could be out of a moment. There's not one moment you've ever been out of. Yeah. Why? All the effort to get into the moment is really reinforcing an insane idea you could be out of the moment. And what happens if you believe you achieve through arduous work getting into the moment, you also conversely believe if you slack, you're going to be out of the moment. That ain't fucking freedom. That's slavery. books and statements and talks are just touchstones these talks have never been to, I've never been directed to anybody if, because I realized very early to talk to you about mind is fucking pointless it's pointless because it's, it's going to be neutered as soon as you think you hear it or get it you're going you're gonna to entertain you've lost it someday if that's what happens. People feel great, they here, they go home and think about it, it's like a stillborn, it died. It died in the process of you trying to make it something. But the message is being sent over your head, yeah? Because, you ever see the Buddha with a thousand arms? The mental state is like that. The mental state has like a thousand myths, it will catch everything that's fucking thrown. It's like, this is almost like you're sending sperm to the fucking egg, Yeah? Millions of them get released. Maybe one makes it because something just the mental say, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. it." But hopefully, just one gets in, one gets through, and then the mind conceives a possibility. What is that possibility? I'm not that. As soon as it says I'm not that, basically that's that. Because if something's appearing to be so, it has to be appearing to be so to what so. How could something appear to be so, unless it appeared to be so, to what's so? Like we see in the course, takes it right there. You and I give everything all the meaning it has. That's a very comprehensive statement. Everything and all are pretty absolutes. Yeah? So, if false evidence appears real, it has to appear real to what's real, which is us. Yeah, and if something false evidence like I'm going to be fucked next week, let's say, but not in a nice way, a little you know bad way, I'm going to be screwed next week. Yeah, now that's there's no evidence really. Yeah, so it's false evidence because it's not happening, you're not seeing it, hearing it, feeling it, tasting it. But then there's a belief in it, and that belief coming from us can produce an effect now. You you will contract on this Saturday not based on anything that's happening in the Saturday. That's like a miracle to me. You know, I always use the example of Lazarus getting resurrected by Jesus, but Lazarus at least was alive. We're making shit out of nothing all day. We are. We are thinking of, we're, we're not thinking, there's thoughts about next week and there's a sense that they're our thoughts, and therefore we're very, very interested because it's about us. You're not going to follow Stanley's thoughts about 2024. You're not. You have no interest in it. Because why? It's not because the thoughts aren't interesting. They're not. It's not you're not Stanley. The only reason why our attention keeps going in yesterday and tomorrow is because we believe it's about us. If it wasn't about us, we'd have a built-in immunity to it, which I have an immunity to you. You can be flipping out about next week. It doesn't jump off of you onto me because I'm not seeing it, hearing, feeling And thank God I'm not thinking it as my thoughts. And the whole point is, it has nothing to do with the thoughts because the same thoughts driving you crazy, if I was holding them as mine, they could have the ability to drive me crazy. It's not the thoughts. It's the sense of being the owner of the thoughts. Yeah? That's, our, that's where the mental process steals our juice, basically, and diverts it into its interpretation through the bridge of mind. So basically, the thoughts are held as yours or about you. Yeah? So now, every thought is used to point to the imaginary you, deemed the thinker, let's say, or the thought about. Exactly the same things with feelings. Exactly the same things with actions. Exactly the same thing with time. Time is time. My time is precious, you know. Or like, you know, I wish everyone here has tons of money, but I don't want you to have any my money. It changes everything, the word my. <coughs> yeah, it changes everything. And that's our role here. That's what the mental state is doing. It can't, in a way, it it alters, it doesn't change the word itself, but it changes the meaning of it and the weight of it. Not by changing like putting a capital M, nothing. The word money is the same, but the mind changes its whole meaning. That's that's the mental state. That's the burglar. That's the heist. You see it. And if you see it, right? If you're looking from it, it seems like a fact. If you're seeing it, it's an activity. And if it's an activity, what ha- what happens with activities? They can be stopped. Yes. So now you see, and basically you see what you're not. An assumption, a presupposing, an inference, an implication, but there isn't anything there. Yeah? And in that relief, <laughs> the my all the bridges to all these activities, thinking and feeling and acting, they get broken, so now the meaning can't get into the thought. Yeah? The meaning doesn't get into the feeling. The meaning doesn't get into the action. So those actions can't be like the ink that your head uses to tattoo you with it. Yeah? They're all henna. They wash off. They're not like ink. Like the Course would say, correction and sin. The ego or the selfing would see a mistake as sin because it can get a lot of traction out of that. Bammo, you can't wash this off. So you got to hide it. Get guilty about it. Yeah? But I'll tell you, the difference between thought and your thought is how is, is the definition of what I call traveling lighter. Yeah? The thoughts happen, feelings happen, actions happen, but they're not happening to you or as you anymore, and there's, that's where the relief is. It's not like, I live with no thought. You know, I don't take any actions. I just sit at home all day. That would be an action. Yeah. No, all that shit happens and happens, happens, but thank God it's not happening to me. So, you're here because you can't be anywhere else. It's, and it's not like, oh, I made it up to the mountain and then you're going to be tons of adulations coming. It's like ordinary dog shit awakeness, really. You're just awake to being awake. And now, next week and last week loses their influence over you. I mean, all, and then by the loss of the influence, you see your role in it, really. You see your role in it all. You see your role as the dreaming when the dream starts changing quite a lot. With no fucking tractors or bulldozers, just things fade on their own. You know, all the hard lines, it's it not bleeding into one mural, yeah? Not living little Kodak pictures, it's just one fucking event. No beginning, no end, it's all verbing, there's no noun to be found. All that happens, you can't take courses for that shit. You're like you're the you're the you're the chalkboard where it's being written through. Yeah? You're like the living scripture. You read something, it triggers an avalanche, but you are the fucking snow. Yeah? The book isn't, the shit isn't, that isn't. Yeah? You let it go. You're entertaining anyway all day. You can entertain pre-dead preoccupations or it can be enriching. Faith is a force of mind. Faith, humbly, is a force of mind. Big M mind. And faith is going to manifest here by the vehicle it's put in. So, as a big example, you could see the faith in a thought system is the cause of anxiety. Yeah? It's what seems to water the imaginary field. It's what seems to tend to the imaginary field. That which isn't ain't, but it can sure seem to be to that which is, and that's faith. Now, if that faith, and to me, like the Course would say, it's in a way surrender and let the Holy Spirit direct it, because when the mental state's directing the faith, it's going to put it into yesterday and tomorrow. You're going to be more influenced by yesterday and tomorrow than you are by today yeah and most people if you're bummed out, it's never about today it's about yesterday or tomorrow that's all faith it's all faith derived yeah now if that faith was redirected, you could see it would enrich your day right now you would have an ease and comfort in your so seeming circumstances and situations yeah you would have be able to you know comprehend the word serenity serenity, entertain peace this stuff would become available to you because it's always been available as you so this is all about seeing what you're not if you call it anything it's more of a negation because if you don't the person who's going to there's going to be a hearing that you're not a body as a body and then it can go to such an absurd length that you'll try to be a non-self but as a self And then you'll think the whole evidence is experience when it has nothing to do with experience. It has nothing to do with experience. It'll influence all your experiences, but it's not an experience. You cannot experience what you are. It's impossible. The only point of availability you have of it is being it. That's it. There's no down level. There's, oh, if I know it, then I'll jump into being of it. No, it's like an impassable chasm between knowing and being. You know what you're not. You can study what you're not so that you'll forget what you're not and stop calling it you. Seriously. Like Dojen, a great Zen master from Japan said, to study Buddhism is to study the self. And to study the self is to do what? To forget it. Because if you study the self, you'll see it's not you. And as soon as it's not about you, you're going to forget it, just like you'll forget it... You know, if there's a girl I want to know biblically, let's say, in that other room, and they're having a meeting, and I'm sitting here, and I'm supposed to be doing this, but my attention's in there, because she means a lot more than any of you to me. Because i got plans for her. She's going to be my little salvation. So I'm really keen on listening to her, what she's saying when she's talking to her friends, because I'm hoping she'll go. Hey, I like that guy Paul. Because I want the bet to be hedged. You know, I don't want to fucking get disapproved of or rejected. So no, <laughs> I want to see if I have good odds with it. So I'm keen. And people are going, Paul, you don't seem like you're here today. And I said, Yeah, I know, I know, but I can't seem to call the the troops back in because that's much more important than this. And then someone comes up to my desk and puts a book down. I think you should read this, Paul. And it's like, how to lose conversations in another room. <laughs> and so, but I, I, re, I believe it, but I can't help it. And then suddenly the girl goes, I really like that guy, Matt. And my name is Paul. What happens? I lose interest in that conversation. I don't have to send Navy SEAL 16 in there to retrieve my interest. It just, <laughs> it just, just immediately leaves it because it's not about me. That's what happens. When you see all that's been used to point to and be about you is not about you, you'll lose interest in those faculties. You'll lose interest in the intent that they're being used for. They're all being used to point to the one. All the thoughts are being used to point to the thinker. All the feelings are being claimed to point to the feeler. All the actions are bringing you into the court of the mental state to get convicted of what you've omitted or committed in this life. And you're it. You're the judge. You play the whole, you play all the roles. You're sentencing yourself in a sense. When you see it's all imaginary, it's all huffing and puffing, blowing down imaginary houses, that whatever you ever thought you did that was the worst thing in the world has left absolutely no effect on what you are. Not even even a tiny little imprint. Like here, you're in th- today, the sky is letting all this shit to happen in it, and yet it's not affected by anything that's happening in it. If it was raining, the sky wasn't getting wet, is it? A shooting star doesn't burn the sky. You have 4th of July explosions. Do they rip the sky open? Planes are flying through all day. They're never calling the tower. I ran into a big chunk of sky up here. Warn everyone! No, it can hold zillions of clouds, and not and the sky never turns into a cloud. It can have thousands of clouds. It can have a weather front, but it's still not the weather front. Yeah, because the weather front breaks, and there's the sky completely untouched by all the shenanigans. Now we assume the sky is dark, but the sky isn't dark. The sky is space. That's what our mind is like—big M mind like space nothing has ever happened that left any impression on it all the planes that have have flown through the sky left a deep groove that you see for years or that one cloud just tenaciously held to be the same cloud that looked like a dog for three weeks it's in the same place every morning, there it is it's the most sustained cloud I've ever seen it's holding on to it's puppiness or whatever as soon as the sun hits it and the air hits it, it disperses. It's imaginary. It has no coagulation. It has no. It, it's, it has no substance. It's like the difference between entertaining from the problem and entertaining from the solution is incredibly different. Because if you're entertaining this message from the problem, the problem seems to be a fact. If you entertain the problem from the solution, it's shown not to be a fact. If it's a fact, it makes a lot of sense that you're going to get some heavy movers in. A lot of shit has to happen. This is tenaciously dug in. We're going to have to dig it out and purify it. That's the thing. You're going to have to purify for years, thousands of years to fucking get ready to receive what I already am. (laughs) (laughs) But if you see it for what you are, it's an activity that you're in cahoots with completely, actually. Yeah. So you see that everything is dreaming, so everything is happening, but in fact, nothing ever happened. Like they say now in the, in the brain studies, when you remember something, all you remember is a memory of it. You never go back to any event. In a way, you could say, did any event ever happen? You have no real idea because every time we go back, oh, I'm going to go back to Boston in 2012, it's a memory of Boston. You never go back, because I don't think anything fucking ever happened. We're in, we're in, see, someone sent me a nice email yesterday. See, we recognize we're dreaming at night because we take ourselves to be the someone who's dreaming in the awake state. Yeah? So in the comparison, we can go, that's a dream. But in this, we have no comparison. The comparison we've already neutered, which was the night dreams, because we think, oh, that's a dream, and now, because this has more continuation, more time involved, that this is the reality. Because we don't have anything else to compare it with. So we, we neutered the comparison, which would have been the night dream. Every night dream is showing you everything. But we go, oh no, I had that. See, I had that dream. So that's neutered. And then this is, this isn't a dream. Because I would wake up from it. But the point is, you're already awake. The idea that we're not awake is of time. The, rec- the realization that we are inherently awake is timeless. So we are already awake. Yeah, We just don't think so. And the emphasis is on the think. There's no way you could entertain this without thinking without thoughts, and I'm not saying they're yours I'm saying without thoughts, there's no way in hell this would sustain so now you can have a nice latte today you know, you can, hey, you know don't do anything or do a lot (laughs) the pressure's off (laughs) <laughs> you can't really be exiled from where you are <laughs> and therefore you can't you can't ever be dropped into where you are because it's an impossible to not be here and if you want to see look at your day you're seeing right now, yes? are you making any effort to see? you are? No, you're seeing, yeah? If your eyes are open, you're going to see. If I moved, you'd see whatever else was here, yeah? And you're hearing, yeah? Are you, did you take a hearing class today? Hearing and seeing, yeah, no, no. Did we, you know, you're, sent, you're tasting, you're touching, seemingly without any discrimination, yeah? Discrimination comes later, doesn't it? You see something, and then it, what comes later goes, oh, I didn't really want to see that. But you saw it already, Yeah? So the seeing, the hearing, the feeling, the tasting, touching, in my sense, doesn't exhibit any thought or effort, does it? I mean, if your eyes are bad, then it would be difficult, but it's not the, it's not the seeing, it's the eye, it's the faculty. So why would you believe that thought and effort would get you to there which doesn't demonstrate any thought or effort? The basic of all our day is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and not one of us has taken a class on it we're totally so proficient at it we don't even notice it and it's mind boggling it's mind boggling that when my eyes open huge distances are 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 traversed with no time at all I see miles away (laughs) like this I'm not going, I'm going to see miles away Um, five miles, seven miles nine miles, no none of that it's the thing that goes totally underappreciated. Under no discrimination, no prejudice, no this or that. It's just seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. What? I mean... It's, it's amazing it's going so unnoticed. If you, put it, if you just let your attention... Well, you can't let it. That's the whole point of the mental state. It wants your attention and interest to be put into imaginary places. Because... It would become so fucking obvious to you what's happening if you if your interest and attention was actually here, not not on another mental chore looking for a fairy princess or something else, you know. If it was just resting here and just in like a it wasn't focused by the mental state, you'd sense presence. You would sense what you what you're calling a place you want to get to. You would sense the uh, uh, the electric aliveness of being on, yeah. which can override all the imaginary shit like that you are the immunity you are the immunity to thought you are the immunity to everything really so we have it in recovery the statement self can't get out of self so if you follow if the, if how could something be the solution and the problem it would be only through identification. So if the solution was identified as something that it's not, that would be the problem, yeah? If it was seen it wasn't that, that would be the solution. So really the root of the dilemma is an act of being identified as a self. That's what's going on, yeah? The mental state has a firm belief in it as being true and it verifies it with memory and perception all day. But basically, it's an act of being identified as a self. As a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. A thinker, a doer, a haver, a feeler. That becomes the presupposed condition that's our inherent condition. And then it can go to such insane lengths that you will start looking for yourself as that. So that will become the blindness we run into. Because if the lion takes itself to be the sheep, and it hears the message, it's a lion. The best it can do with that is to become like a sheep, or to become like a lion. Yeah. So the sheep will still be stubbornly what it's taken to be, and it will work hard now to become like a lion, all the while being a lion. When the shenanigans stops, it's not going to take any time for it to arrive at being a lion, because it's always being a lion. <laughs> So whenever it stops, it's going to be introduced to the always being a lion. So it's not going to take any time because it's always being a lion. So whenever once the shenanigans stops, there isn't a big lull where now you've got to work towards getting back to being a lion as a lion. You don't, yeah? Boom, you roar, boom, you're a lion. And when it dawns on you, it reveals that you've always been a lion and that basically nothing ever really happens. That's one of its downloads, yeah? If it dawns on you, you realize it's never not been this way. There was dreaming, really. And I'd like to use that statement in the course that you and I are the dreaming of this dream. They say the dreamer, but I don't like nouns. So you and I are the dreaming of this dreaming. We forget that we're dreaming. Then how the hell does that seem to happen? I believe it's identification as the dreamt, yeah? And what in that condition, now as now the dreaming as the dreamt now gives everything it's dreaming the power to affect it. So that's our day. Thoughts can drive you crazy, can't they? One feeling can ruin your trip to Hawaii. One little aside, one person can look at you in a strange way. You gets your head starting for four or five hours. And you're emailing them and fucking cursing them on Twitter or something. They don't even, haven't even thought about you. This is what happens. We've given everything, all the that we're dreaming, all the ability to affect us as the dream. How are you going to get out of that as the dream? Maybe by seeing you're not the dreamt, that's the immunity. So So instead of looking for what you want to find, Just ask, who is it that's looking for it? Maybe that's what you want to find. Yeah, why not? You've tried everything else. Might as well try nothing. See what happens. Isn't there a great chapter in the Course, I Need Do Nothing, where everything's going to lead to that one realization, I Need Do Nothing. Why not start there? If all of them are going to, if their work, their salt, are going to lead you to the realization, I Need Do Nothing, why not... Start with nothing. All right, that's that. Any questions? No.